Hi everyone, I'm JJ Hornblast and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. This is our weekly wrap on what's happening in auto finance for the week of July 13. Before beginning, I wanna thank our sponsors, uh, Alpha, DeFi Solutions, FIS and AutoRec for their continuing support. So thank you to them. And I'm joined as I have been recently by Joey Pizzolatto, a deputy editor of Auto Finance News. Welcome, Joey. It is Friday, July 17. Uh, this week, the specter of more COVID cases and more COVID-related economic troubles returned. Uh, we also saw mortgage rates drop below 3%, uh, unheard of historically. Um, with, there was the start of bank earnings season uh, this week uh, for 2Q and uh, mostly positive uh, results all in all considering the pandemic. And, and finally this week, we, uh, we heard that uh, the Fed may allow inflation to climb above 2%, which would be uh, a remarkable a turn for Fed policy. Um, but higher credit loss, loss reserves was really the big story, Joey. Correct. Uh, it was B of A, Wells, JP Morgan Chase, US Bank, Ally, all higher uh, credit loss reserves. Um, but interestingly, it seemed like it wasn't the case that uh, credit performance necessarily deteriorated. Um, so uh, we heard, so for example, Bank of America, uh, their CFO, Paul D'Onofrio, said uh, COVID effects on asset quality remain benign. So what is going on here? So how could credit losses remain benign considering the recession and unemployment rates, Joey? Well, um, a lot of lenders are still looking at um, pretty, pretty large um, deferral programs. Bank of America, for example, um, has 1.5 billion of outstanding auto loans um, mm -hmm. in deferral, which um, represents about 3% of um, their total auto loan portfolio. And those are definitely pushing down uh, delinquencies as well as charge-offs. And I mean, in a, in a book like Bank of America's, as, a, as an example, I mean, they're not running a delinquency rate of 3% in a normal, you know, expansionary economy. No, so not, is, even, not even a percent. Right. So this is like a 3x, you know, this is like a 3x deterioration in credit quality. So I, maybe benign might not be the right word. Well, you know, um, I think at this point it is. Uh, Bank of America um, had last quarter also maintained, you know, that a lot of a lot of the deferrals they were seeing they thought were were products of convenience rather than of necessity. So, you know, people shoring up some some extra cash. You don't have to make a payment for a couple months. Why not take take up that opportunity? Um, so, so they have maintained that once payments ramp back up and things or at least payments get back to normal 
that these consumers that were in deferral will continue to just pick right back up where they left off. I, I mean, that, I mean, what's your, what's the likelihood of that? I, I, I heard that, right? That was the sort of the pitch. Well, we defer all the consumers and let them get back on their feet. And then they're all going to just like magically, you know, get back on payment schedule. Uh, I, I mean, do you, how, how likely, what, what, what do you think, Joey? What's your bet? So I think with uh, 3% of your auto book and deferrals, it's really difficult to tell whether or not, you know, um, credit quality or the effects of COVID-19 is benign or not. Um, however, you know, for, for investors, you know, I think you have to say that, right? Um, yeah, I, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I think my, my sense is it's, it's you know, you, you never bat a thousand, as they say, right? So you're, you're not, 100% of those deferrals are not coming back there. And, you know, nor, they have a normative uh, delinquency and charge off rate. So, so that's, that's to be expected. But I, I think you've got to expect elevated um, losses, delinquencies. And I mean, you know, if, if the, if the economy continues at pace, which uh, seems more likely considering what's going on in the South and the West, uh, you know, maybe it would be a, a less advantageous uh, result than maybe uh, we, it might seem. Oh, agreed, uh, 100%. Um, and, you know, with, with the deferrals, there's no really end in sight. A lot of um, auto lenders are now on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, rather than a blanket deferral program. So, you know, until those start to peter off, we're really not gonna be able to see the effect, the real effects of kind of the pandemic and the recessionary economy. Um, but I would, when that happens, I would expect an uptick in delinquencies and perhaps even charge-offs um, for, for a lot of the industry. Yeah, I, I, it, it was interesting. I thought that was a really, uh, a really interesting story that our colleague, Amanda Harris, wrote this week on case-by-case uh, -case deferrals. That seems to be a linchpin to me because if you can modulate deferrals to a case-by-case -case and sort of slowly close that spigot, it would seem that, you know, through workouts, through, you know, custom, you know, uh, effective customer service, maybe you can more effectively trans, uh, uh, transition people back to being uh, uh, on, uh, you know, uh, current on their loans versus, versus delinquent. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, this on-demand deferral. I mean, you saw that, I know, like, General Motors Financial and Mercedes are all pursuing this kind of on-demand deferral. I mean, how, how pervasive has it become now? Um, on-demand deferrals are pretty much, due to our reporting, are pretty much across the board um, from what we've seen. Any, any auto lender that had a blanket um, deferral program over the last three months, those ended at the, begin at the end of June. Um, so, so now it's, it's really on a case-by-case -case basis. But to your point, I think it, it is really important for the industry to, to um, use that as sort of, you know, to peter off these, these um, ex uh, loan deferral programs and get people back paying. Because if, if they just start, end the deferrals and start with, um, you know, collections or, you know, that servicing, um, I guess, pathway, you know, you're gonna see a bottleneck of, of repossessions. Um, 
Potentially, potentially, excuse me. Yeah, I mean the the you know kind of looping back to the the credit provisionings. You know, the bottom line is the bottom line there, and it, it's kind of the the commentary is sort of secondary to that. And I think that there is, you know, I think I, I think the expectation has to be for you know severe credit deterioration going forward. But I mean, there's another result uh, from uh, the pandemic. Uh, we spoke with Kevin Cullum this week, the Nissan Motor Acceptance Corp's CEO. Um, and he said something interesting. He said that, he told us that um, NMAX, uh, they've seen since the pandemic started an increase in activity or utilization of their online tools and and they're expecting to uh, for that momentum to continue to grow and they have a number of projects underway to support the growing demand for online vehicle purchasing i think the question that i wanted to ask you is i mean you know with with car sales depressed the economy in recession he's expressing a, a pretty acute need to invest more, uh, spend more in technology and online innovation. And, you know, I think that that's, we felt for the last, at least the last couple of years that investment um, in digital uh, auto finance has probably lagged what it should be on an industry-wide basis. But you know, how, he, now you're faced with a, a more pronounced dilemma. You've got deteriorating credit quality and a heightening demand for investment. I mean, how do those things sink, Joey? How do you get around that, that, that kind of conundrum? I think it's tough, JJ. It's, it's really tough. I think it's a, it's a tightrope act. Um, you know, you have to manage uh, credit quality and credit performance. Um, and, you know, just to kind of real quick jump back uh, yeah. to your uh, previous point, you know, the increase in credit losses t is, is really what tells the whole story, despite, you know, commentary from executives. All these banks are increasing their allowance for credit losses mm -hmm. substantially. Mm -hmm. um, so there, the expectation has to be that there is going to be a deterioration in credit performance. But looking, mm -hmm. looking to digital, um, we recently um, got a new survey of 12 auto lenders from Lenico, and 64% of those lenders said that... Um, a transition to digital um, and online financing um, was a number one priority going forward. Mm -hmm. um, how quickly that will happen um, as a balancing act between, you know, managing uh, losses and then making investments in innovation kind of, I think, is going to be on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, some of the larger lenders say, you know, GM Financial um, with, you know, more resources um, that, kind of uh, live more in the prime area, they'll probably have a little bit more, or they'll be able to be a little bit more nimble as opposed to some of the smaller auto lenders, say, in the subprime space. Right. The, it was interesting in uh, uh, Brian Moynihan, the CEO of Bank of America, and his uh, earnings, that was what yesterday was, B of A? Correct. Yeah, so he said during his earnings call that uh, they really saw the benefit from an efficiency standpoint uh, of all their digital investments sort of come to bear. Uh, those, those efficiency, the benefits all sort of came to bear in the second quarter during the pandemic. Um, and so I, I think that the, the part that is, I think the calculus 
that is really crucial is kind of balancing um, this, this demand for digital and, and kind of factoring from an ROI standpoint, the efficiency gain. And I don't think that, you know, there's been enough of that, um, you know, more, more uh, diligent uh, technology planning to allow for that. You know, you could, you could spend a lot on technology, but you can also spend more efficiency, efficiently and allow for more efficiencies in your, in your venture. That, that to me is going to be the crew. If you can, if you can do that, then even in a depressed uh, investment environment, you can still kind of come out ahead and, and meet the demands, uh, uh, the technology demands that we're seeing. Well, absolutely. And you know, one, one major talking, well, not talking point, but major point of conversation in the industry has always been, you know, auto lenders trying to meet the customers where they're at. So, if, if we're seeing from consumers an increased um, interest in online car buying and even the, more importantly, the financing option um, online, then, you know, it would behoove lenders to, to meet them there and, you know, perhaps pad some of the losses they're seeing in, you know, depressed car sales. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, Joey, I'm with you. All right, so Joey, what do we got going on next week? Oh, more earnings, more earnings. Um, <laughs> next week, we have Fifth Third Bank um, be following their, their credit loss provisions for their auto portfolio again. Mm -hmm. Check their credit performance. Um, mm -hmm. I would imagine you're going to see a lot of similar headlines um, mm -hmm. in the week, next week and the, the following week. Um, mm -hmm. We also will be looking into auto, auto Nation's F&I numbers to see how depressed car sales have affected those numbers. And um, on the power sports side, we'll have Synchrony Financial next week as well for our power sports audience. Biggest uh, power sports finance provider in the country, I believe, correct? Uh, to, to my understanding, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're big. Big private label uh, power sports finance provider. Well, uh, thanks for that, Joey. I want to remind everyone that the Auto Finance Summit is coming October 20 to 22. Uh, it has been digified said a word i don't know digitized <laughs> uh, i think i think digitized digitized and uh it really should be an exceptional event uh joey has been spearheading our uh speaker invitations and some great speakers are coming so check out autofinancesummit.com we'd love to hear from you of course so please rate the roadmap on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts and follow us on twitter and linkedin uh, thanks so much for joining us on the roadmap. We'll see you uh, online at autofinancenews.net. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time. Thanks, JJ.